0: Hello, everyone, and we welcome you to our Sunday morning roundtable discussion. Thank you all for joining us today. And we are recording from the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent, Plainfield, New Jersey, the United States of America. We'll begin with our morning prayer.
1: I'm reading from pages 79 and 77 of Divinity Course in General Collectania. May the allness of God love and the nothingness of all else serve to cover the question of your protection. And the allness of good and the powerlessness and non-existence of evil be the reality of your thought. The unseen silent forces of God are standing sentinel over me and mine and all, silencing, destroying, and annihilating the unseen, silent arguments of the separate material sense. My health, strength, life, intelligence, action, etc., are subject to the governing and controlling power of the divine mind, and to nothing else, for there is no other power.
0: Very big. Idea. Beautiful. Thank you. All right, our watching point, Karen. Watching point 258. Watch
2: lest you lose sight of the fact that you are now in the kingdom of heaven and that the only reason you do not perceive it is because your spiritual senses, which alone can testify to this fact, have become atrophied or been covered up by falsity. The only way to develop or resurrect these senses is through use. We rarely seek to use spiritual sense unless we are confronted with a problem or question that defies solution by the human mind or human methods. Hence, we should seek such problems and rejoice when we are confronted by them. They are to be found in the Bible in Mrs. Eddy's writing, in her life,
0: as well as in our own lives. it's wonderful. Thank you. Okay, comments on that? Well, Mrs. Eddy warns, you know, so many
2: of these watches and what we've talked about is she warns against human harmony and to keep your violin in tune, but uh the, the human harmony is what would keep us from thinking that we don't have to keep our violins in tune. And that uh, we can just go about our lives without really giving uh, the spiritual senses much attention because everything seems to be okay. And um, having come <laughs> in the last few years to realize that, um, it's a lot, it's, a, it's more difficult to take the violin out and uh, <clears throat> get the dust off of it, tune it up, and then play than if you're just always ready. If the spiritual senses are just always ready and right there, then, um, then any situation that comes, it's just, we're much more alert to just slam the door on it um, rather than having it come in and entertain. So, Thank you. Anyway,
3: good it's a good explanation yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah i mean you know on the one hand this is eddie says you know mortal mind is a murderer a murderer
4: <laughs> yeah.
3: so you know yeah. so that should encourage us to sharpen our spiritual senses right and then you know what did paul say he said i delight in uh Infirmities? What's that all about? Well, that's what you described. It it forced him to sharpen his spiritual senses. And that's why in our textbook, I'm sure this is why Mrs. Eddy wrote that trials are proofs of God's care. Mm -hmm. I had trouble with that for a long time until i realized that it was just what you described trials require they push us to sharpen our spiritual senses and get closer to god and what a great blessing that is well we learned that when we were excommunicated and then sued by the by the board in boston talk about a trial but it was the greatest blessing that could have happened to us
2: so Betty also says something about <clears throat> how it's better to um, be working on our spiritual senses and the, knowing the truth when we're healthy, than when we've got a problem. It's more difficult, and um, so she does say that too.
4: <laughs> yes, uh, picking up on what uh, Gary said, uh, I was reading uh, Edward Kimball. And he made the statement that entering upon Christian science you see more evil than ever before, <laughs> so uh yeah that that seems to uh comport with the experience of the independent church
1: and and using it using it is really sharpening it otherwise what is that saying? Uh, you lose it oh um use it or lose it it. (laughs) yeah so i mean i think the more i I know for myself if i if i didn't have this fearful sense for so long maybe i would have never really reached this point um i would have just you know probably not be here at all so i think uh trials are proofs of god's care he doesn't bring the trials but when it comes we have to use what we have the simple things that we have even go to god and keep keep on keeping on
0: thank mm-hmm. you what's the difference between human harmony and and divine harmony because there is divine harmony
2: for me it was in a household where it was peace peace where there was no peace so i was in human harmony i was not addressing the error that was underneath—it um, was, remi- it was well, I don't know if it was hidden, but it was unaddressed. I was tolerating things that should not have been tolerated in order to keep so-called harmony.
0: Thank you.
4: And I would, I would say that uh, human harmony is, is not even real. It's it's, uh, <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's a counterfeit.
0: That's exactly right.
3: Right, it is ignorance. And and hiding of error that needs to be taken care of, mm-hmm. and divine harmony is when you get your sword out and you lock the head off of the error and you and you prove it's nothingness by destroying it. Then you then you have divine harmony.
0: Yeah, there's really no such thing as human harmony, um, but I mean, early on, I can't say I had any terrible problems. So, I mean, things seemed okay. Uh, Mm -hmm. And especially maybe to people looking in from without. But inside, as Florence said, I was full of fear and all kinds of things, all kinds of turning things. And as Gary said, I wasn't addressing anything. Or Linda too. Uh, You weren't addressing anything. You were living with it. Peace, peace when there is no peace. So, yeah, actually... If you're really honest, there's no such thing. Or, or, if you think there is, you are sound asleep. You are sound. Mm-hmm. There are people who seem to be, you know, content in this material world. But if you look deeply, they're drinking. <laughs> they're they're on drugs. There are all kinds of things going on, so they can, so they can
5: Medicaid tolerate. Their way out yeah, they're
0: they, they yes
5: numbing themselves.
0: They're to- they're numbing themselves. Yeah, it is not. So don't ever be deceived when you think, oh, look at them. You know, they're just, everything's so fine <laughs> in their house. And they're not. They don't have to think about God. Well, ha, ha, ha. Mm-hmm. Yes, they do. They're just asleep. Is it, is it in the house, mm-hmm.
2: has the house that catches fire? Yes. Everyone's having a little happy time. So when the house yes. catches fire and they're shrieking. And
0: Yeah, they'll come to some big come up in so to speak. So better science than through suffering and yeah. we we work this way. And it's it's a wonderful thought to know that heaven on earth is at hand. It is. It's here now. It's not something we have to
3: wait for or seek or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's
0: with us now. So um Our topic today is reality, and uh, they'll read the golden text, please. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And Karen, you want to give us what you wrote on the forum about this?
2: Uh, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand, and it reminded me of what she says in scientific, scientific thinking enables us to know that the divine idea or the thing that is in heaven is the same thing at hand on earth. That is our perfection, our harmony, health, sight, hearing and supply that our realities in the unseen or or in heaven is the same harmony, health, sight, hearing, supply that we experience in our earthly existence. These realities that exist in mind or heaven are continued out into expression as our human experiences on earth. If these realities are present in heaven, they do not have to be brought into human existence or brought to earth by means of thinking. Earth is the expression of heaven. Therefore the good in human existence is the expression of reality. They are one in the same thing." And then I just added, I love this reassurance that right... Where something seems not to be, or what appears to be lacking, is actually at hand. And then I looked up "at hand" in the Webster's Dictionary. And it says "readily accessible, when needed, and nearby."
0: So, uh, yeah, that's beautiful. And it was in scientific translations. I don't think we have yes. that article scientific. Oh no, it was. But maybe maybe her article that was on the website, oh, "Scientific yeah, Thinking,"
2: yes. is part yeah. of that longer article that could be
0: yeah that's probably it yes yeah, yeah very important article to know scientific translations um it helps explain all of this in a way that yeah very understandable um
3: well and this goes back to something that we covered uh i think a couple of weeks ago um you know our site okay. Right? We have eyes yeah. because sight is spiritual and God-given. We have ears because hearing is spiritual and God-given. And what, what does the word repent mean?
2: Have a change of mind, change of...
3: Yeah, it means to change. And what is it that re- is required to change?
1: About,
3: yeah. the way we see, the way we see things mm-hmm. the way we think yeah. about what is around us do we see god at work do we see the spiritual reality in our material world or do we see material stuff without regard to what it spiritually means
2: In um, in the True Vision, that little booklet, in the very, very beginning, before he gets started in the, uh, the synonyms, he says, the processes both of spiritual growth and of divine healing are essentially activities of vision. Such terms as illumination, higher views, discernment, distinguishing between the false and the true, are the commonest analogies for spiritual understanding. True vision reveals in the place where it was said unto them ye are not my people there it shall be said unto
0: them ye are the sons of the living god thank you a very important pamphlet to be aware of that true vision by john morgan because it's it's not just vision it's everything and you know he, he talks of even the sermon on the mount so much of it is is exactly on this how 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 are we seeing things so we're going to get deeper into all of this um in science and health mrs eddy says the grand necessity of existence is to gain the true idea of what constitutes the kingdom of heaven in man the grand necessity so this is highly important and as we do this we we are understanding reality what is real I'd like to read something else. This is also from Scientific Translations on 362 and 363 by Martha Wilcox. There is an old legend taken from the Aquarian Gospel, which tells of Jesus when he was seven years old. He was telling the people who had gathered before his home of a dream. He said, I had a dream, and in my dream, I stood before a sea upon a sandy beach. The waves upon the sea were high. A storm was raging on the deep. Someone above gave me a wand. I took the wand and touched the sand, and every grain of sand became a living thing. The beach was all a mass of beauty and song. I touched the waters at my feet, and they were changed to trees and flowers and singing birds, and everything was praising God. I heard a voice which said, There is no death, the sea of life rolls high, the storms are great. The multitude of men are idle, listless, waiting like dead sands upon the beach. Your wand is truth. With this you touch the multitudes and every man becomes a messenger of holy light and life. You touch the waves upon the sea of life and their turmoil ceases the very winds become a song of praise. There is no death because the wand of truth can change the driest bones to living things and bring the loveliest flowers from the stagnant ponds and turn the most discordant notes to harmony and praise. And then to Jesus, things at hand were not inanimate material things. This legend illustrates the fact that everything at hand which v- viewed correctly is spiritual reality with our wand of truth these spiritual facts can be translated into concrete visible forms which we can understand and into human spirit experiences which are needful quote our heavenly father knoweth what we have need of that we have need of these things end quote such things as health, sight, beauty, and food, and clothing, and homes, and friends, and money. But it is very important to know that there are not two groups of creation, but that all things are spiritual. Since there is only one group of creation and all is spiritual reality, then it is very necessary that we understand that the concrete, visible expressions of these realities is the spiritual fact of reality itself. Even though these visible forms appear as human sight, food, home, or a friend, or money. So you see, that's why we have, um, why it's so important to understand what we are seeing and that we see it in its proper light and that there are not two creations, but just the one and we see through a glass Dimly. Darkly, right. Darkly,
3: yeah. But then face to face.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
3: when we do this, we're we're giving God gratitude, aren't we? Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: That's why Mrs. Eddy says ingratitude is the unpardonable sin. Because ingratitude is a door that prevents you from seeing correctly everything that God created. And what a shame. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Um, and the the wand is the, the wand of truth. And that requires understanding. Um, in this illustration, it just, you know, appeared um, to see. But, but in order for us to have this wand, truth is the understanding. This is the importance of the se- seven synonyms to get deep, deep within each one because we often talk about there's not this magic wand, that everything's going to suddenly be perfect. Um, There is, and there isn't, I will say. (laughs) There is, you know, if you have that understanding and your thought is so uplifted and receptive, yes, it can come like that. But in Collect Tanya, on page 169, now there are two books. There's one called, we call it the blue book, what is mm-hmm.
5: it divinity course
0: <laughs> and then there's another book called collectania they're very similar but they're different collectania we have printed ourselves um the blue book you can get on amazon and most of you are familiar with that um Collectania, of items <clears throat> buying about mary baker eddie <clears throat> okay so on page 169 mrs eddie says The difference between science and faith healing, one makes the healed know God. The other simply heals the physical. Faith healing is not really healing or else the patient would be one with God. So do not think because you heal, you are a Christian scientist, as medicine heals as regards to the senses and so does error. A Christian scientist heals the morals as well as the physical. This is why, to those of you who wonder why some, some healings are not instantaneous or overnight. But as Mrs. Eddy says, the real job of science is to heal what? Sin. Sin, sin. not the sickness. We all wanna get rid of the sickness, but some of us don't wanna get rid of the sin. It's, it's, it's a much deeper process.
3: It is the cause.
0: It is. Lawrence do you want to speak
1: to this? Yeah. Even believing that that error or that claim is real, that's sinful. Because it really takes away from God's allness, doesn't it?
0: Thank you. Yes. And, and how often we do this. Certainly I did this all the time without realizing it was a sin. And then wondering why i couldn't make the progress i needed to there were so many sins i indulged in that i didn't see as sin and so this was a process of unwinding my snarls and as you do this then you truly do see that trials are proofs of god's care and you come so much farther and beyond what you were than if you just had an instantaneous healing
3: in one way, still wondering if you'd ever get sick again.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, yes. Or
4: whatever. Yeah.
0: So there are still instantaneous healings and I, I'm not, there are, but yeah. it, there are, and many of them. It's it's interesting too though, because despite all of them, and we hear them on our Wednesday nights, we certainly read about them. And I'm, I read one, well, last week, the one about Mark Rubel. But in thinking of it, that was not instantaneous. He had worked on that for a long time. He had had this pure desire to not to go to Lynn and to see at Mrs. Eddy's home until he had had accomplished a healing through work. He had been praying earnestly. That was such a pure desire. And because he had had that pure desire and was working that way, God brought the two things together. And it was right at the last minute before he was about to leave, get off the train. So, and God brought the right person that was receptive to that truth, and and yes, Mark had been working on this, and so it usually is. Nothing ever just happens. Uh, there's always been prayerful work going on, or maybe. On the other hand, a lot of sin going on when you think, oh, look, at some horrible thing happened. Well, it didn't just happen. Someone had been working on it for a while before it happened. Well, someone
1: has been developing their faith in God for a long time. So.
0: Yes. yes.
6: And his the patient was such an innocent character. He was just a muggy. Yes. Yeah. And it was so easy to love and to see as God's protect the child
0: thank you yeah yeah so these are things that is important to understand um and as i've said there were so many instantaneous healings and yet people complain oh how come it's not instantaneous healings well there have been and why why haven't (laughs) you appreciated all the ones that have happened please
3: i mean 10 10 lepers got healed instantaneously by Jesus. And how many of them came back to find out and give gratitude?
2: Mm Only one. Yes, One.
3: So you wonder, you know, what happened to the other nine, the rest of their lives, because they were not made whole. The one that came back was made whole, as Jesus said. In other words, he was healed morally and physically. The others, y- y- you don't know. Yes. So it is.
1: Yes. Or the others go, you know, with faith, fear still there. Okay. I, I know there. I, I took care of people who were healed, so-called, but they still had the fear of whatever was bothering them. You know. So it's not a whole thing. If you didn't see that it wasn't true to begin with, because God could not possibly send this or make this, then you're starting wrongly anyway. Yes.
5: of that story Parsons gave us a while ago about the hospital that was bombed and the the paralyzed patients that ran outside <laughs> and the, but then the ones that <laughs> were paralyzed, they went back to being paralyzed. <laughs> Don't, don't remember being
0: paralyzed right. Yeah. <laughs> that's right yes thank you yeah and, and the growth that you get when you really have worked through a problem is is just tremendous and it's something no one nothing can take away from you nor can there be reversal of it because you you now understand why two plus two equals four so you will never be deceived by the counterfeit, because you understand. You've seen the two sticks and the two sticks. You get it. People who are worried about it coming back, well, they haven't. You know, a situation coming back, then they haven't reached the point that, that they really understand the nothingness of whatever that problem was. And it will be. Maybe it will keep coming back. It keeps coming back till you till you learn the lesson. It's
5: always better.
0: Mm. yes, like, yes.
5: Like a- you know, if you give a kid their first car, odds are something's going to happen to it. But when they earn it, they're going to really take care of it. Exactly. <laughs> so.
0: right. And that was what I read uh, on Wednesday night in my testimony about it. You know, you keep working at it till it diminishes, until it finally disappears. You keep at it, and you don't get discouraged. You're learning tremendous lessons along the way
3: and nobody else can do it for you
0: no no no, no that's the thing yeah they could but you can't mrs evans was a wonderful healer but she could not do any of this for me i had to learn it and it was not overnight so so and then oh, go ahead someone else wanted to
4: see? oh yeah i was just gonna say uh in that john morgan uh, article on vision um uh, I had sort of a, a magic wand moment, I guess, because uh, he concluded, in, uh, quoting Science of Health, saying, in science we see that man has never lost his spiritual estate and his eternal harmony. And then he says, there is no problem of being. I and mean, that's an ontological statement of profound significance. Um, because philosophers through the ages have you know, wrestled with, the problem of being. That's, that's how they earn their money. Um, so what John Morgan said is that this is not an intellectual effort. Uh, and that's really uh, struck home to me, because uh, there's a tendency to want to intellectualize things. will you uh, through accretion, you just study and study and study and learn. But no, it's the natural spiritual sense if we choose to unfold it. And, and then what he said at the end, was just so compelling, it said, vision, ever questing, is also ever at peace. And to me that says, yeah, it's work, and you work at it, and you're ever questing, but that it's a peaceful process. You don't have to try to force it if you're if your vision is clear and if you're uh, striving to have the mind that was in Christ, you're going to be ever at peace. And I I just love that concept.
0: Thank you. Mm -hmm. I, I do too. It's very often we get where we're, you know, working at it too much, and that, that there should be that peace. And and in that article on age, Mrs. Eddy says something about, you know, you're not trying to get your vision back, but you're realizing you've never lost it in the first place. And all of this, this is why Christ Jesus says his burden was light, and his, his yoke was easy. Um, it, it is. That's a beautiful concept. Thank you. I guess that's Kenrick, right? Yes. Thank you. Yeah. And... um.
3: Because it's the stately goings of mind that you are striving to manifest. It's not a human thing.
0: No, (laughs) no. mm -mm.
3: If you're striving, you're striving to get out of the human and to be what God made, which is always at peace. God rests in action. Yeah. Thank you.
0: Yeah. And it is unfoldment, not accretion. You know, we've talked about this before, but Kenrick is sort of new now, but um, that Christian science has been been known as the armchair religion because people just sit and read and intellectualize about it, but then they can't live it or practice it. And that the purpose of these roundtables is so you can live it and practice it and not just read about it and think about it. Um, it's a big temptation. It's much easier to read and think about it. And a lot of intellectual books have been written about it. But you're usually very boring. Um, the question is always asked, does this help heal? Is this a healing? Is this in some way lifting my thoughts so I can heal better, understand more? So, yes, the kingdom of heaven is within you. It is unfolding within you. And it's a natural, normal process if you allow it to be. And, and yeah, the one thing Mrs. Evans had said that her teacher told her the only thing that she Valued was what.
5: Intellectualism is the bane of Christian Science.
0: Intellectualism is the bane of Christian Science. Mm-hmm. It ruins it. It destroys it. If it could, if it, if it, yeah, can't, mm-hmm. can in truth. But you know, be, it just becomes this thing to talk about, and there's no living. There's no demonstrating, and that's why we thank God for Carpenter and Wilcox and. Yeah. John Morgan and these workers. Yeah, and when you're
5: confronted with a problem or question that defies solution by the human mind or human problem, human methods, it sure helps to have the science. Oh. I was thinking about that a lot this week because these past nearly nine years that I've been here, I, I don't even know like uh, untold number of things that I never could have faced before have come through because of the science and. Practitioner support, so put that in your place, error
0: <laughs> 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 Yes. And um, let's see. I'm trying to find. There was something that Carrie had sent me this week that was, oh, this was from, his name is John Wellesley, who was an English cleric from 1700s. But I love this. Um, What he wrote, he said, I will not quarrel with you about opinions. Only see that your heart is right towards God, that you know and love the Lord Jesus Christ, that you love your neighbor and walk as your master walked. And I desire no more. I'm sick of opinions. I am weary to hear them. Give me some solid, substantial religion. Give me a humble, gentle lover of God and man, a man full of mercy and good fruit." A man laying out himself in the work of faith, the patience of hope, the labor of love. Let my soul be with these Christians, wheresoever they are, and whatsoever opinion they are of. Whatsoever thus doeth the will of my Father in heaven, the same is my brother and my sister. That is so great. And this is, again, what we were taught here. I don't care what school you went to. I don't care what color you are. I do not care what, you know, if you're straight or gay or whatever. I care how much Christ you express. And mm-hmm. I am sick of all the opinions. You know, I'm just quoting him in a way, but, but isn't that true? Aren't we tired of all this? I don't care Democrat, Republican, who, this, what. Tell me how much Christ you express. Show me how much Christ you express. That is all that is important, and when we get that right, everything else will be right. We are at enmity with the carnal mind, and what is it? Ephesians or Galatians will list all the horrible things.
3: Oh yeah.
0: Galatians. <laughs> well, thank you. Okay. okay. Um, I
5: was. Gary's been reading Science and Health, 1910 edition, and at the end of the fourth chapter. Mrs. Eddy says, my contest is not with individuals, it yeah. is with false systems. Tonight.
0: There we go. Yes. Because otherwise, my gosh, all this quarreling about what, you know, I, I mean, it's, simply let's just see what's right. what's right, and not what's right, not who's right, but what, and, yeah. and see, see our fellow man as god made him and we'll see it more and more and we'll we'll see what we have in common with each other not with what divides us
6: yeah, yeah arguments are just sort of take us off track
3: from what the mm-hmm. end it is it's just the heal and the help you know? exactly that's it mm-hmm. and everyone's an argument so don't go there please
0: <laughs> <laughs> and and mrs eddie says human opinions are what um, value- thank valueless. you valueless and all of this because it's human; it, it is valueless. It's all human, right? All the, the list of things I just said—it's all a human uh, estimation of our fellow man. It's human, <laughs> and it doesn't—it's valueless. How much Christ do they express? That's all that matters. And if they—if they do that, well, hallelujah. So,
4: they're
0: I, our brother. They're our brother, yes, they are. Sisters and brothers in Christ. And thank God for that. And it unites us very close and hell hell will burn if anything tries to divide us unnecessarily. All right. I was very touched with Jasmine, what she wrote in the forum. She said she quoted the golden text, Repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And until this week's lesson, my sense of the words repent and repentance was clouded by history by the Roman persecutions of the first and fourth century, the Spanish Inquisition, the 12th century, and the religious oppression across the United Kingdom and Europe during the 17th century. I mean, you know, the fire and hell and brimstone, the people, te- repent, repent, you'd all feel, you miserable sinner. So, I mean, and this is why Mrs. Betty has so many um, lessons on about all the theology, because This has to be clarified. And then Jasmine writes, in Greek, repentance means having a full-lived experience of spiritual insight or having an inner transformation of mind. And Gary spoke to earlier about repentance and what that really means. Now, this is important. Repentance is important. Um, Again, the waving of a magic wand. Whoa, 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 whoa. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That works, and that's great. And as I said, there are the feelings that way. But, and this is a most important chapter that you all should know very well, chapter seven in Miscellaneous Writings, Pond and Purpose. Right? And she, Mm -hmm. first, because she talks about metaphysically, she's talking about the different baptisms, all right? And first is the baptism of repentance. It is indeed a stricken state of human consciousness wherein mortals gain severe views of themselves, a state of mind which rends the veil that hides mental deformity. Tears flood the eyes, agony struggles, pride rebels, and a mortal seems a monster, a dark impenetrable cloud of error and falling on bended knee of prayer. Humble before God, he cries, save or I perish. Thus, truth, searching the heart, neutralizes and destroys error. This mental period is sometimes chronic, but oftener acute. It is attended through, throughout without doubt, with doubt, hope, sorrow, joy, defeat, and triumph. When the good fight is fought, error yields up its weapons and kisses the feet of love while white-winged peace sings to the heart a song of angels. Now, when I first read that, I thought, it has nothing to do with me. (laughs) I'm not not this terrible sinner she's talking about. Well, that was my big problem, because I was. And it wasn't until I got to the point where I could really see it mrs eddie or mrs evans used to tell us we must loathe the error why you won't
2: get rid of it if you don't
0: need it you will not get rid of it. you must see it for what it is and yes it can hide behind the cloak of human goodness that doesn't mean it's good It mean it it means it's it's making you miserable as it made me miserable
3: it's not your friend although it will come to you as if it were and that is the mesmerism. That is why she has an entire chapter, an entire lesson on animal magnetism.
6: It may not be a big thing, but Jesus said, Forgive us your debts as, as you forgive your debtors. Because you, I forgive your debt as you forgive your debtors, which means, and he says, This is all you need. If you just continually, unceasingly look for small things, you'll never run into a big
4: thing
0: thank
6: you you.
0: yeah and you know if you think you're not if you think you don't have to have any part in this repentance then you're you are you it was a terrible state to be in because you think you're better than everybody else you don't understand other people's problems you know, it, it was a terrible, terrible state to be in. And I'm telling you, Mrs. Evans, just she just came after me and came after me and came after me until I could finally see and go through this process, which I desperately needed to do. I remember going through that as well. <laughs> mm. And the word nice. Yes. I loved that word after a while. <laughs> she would just keep saying to me, Carol, you're too nice. And then, Yeah. And I well, aren't you supposed to be nice? You know, Going <laughs> <laughs> on. And then uh, boy did I loathe it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, because nice covers up a multitude of sins. Yeah. Kindness is different. But nice, you know, you can be nice, but underneath you, you it's insincerity, it's hypocrisy. Most often, yes, we, we call it the four letter word here. Yeah. <laughs> she would be after anybody who was nice. Mrs. Evans was not nice. I'd call her a lot of things, but she she spoke, said what she thought. <laughs> it's very, very refreshing. Holy Moses with that refreshing. After being brought up as Carol, we were both so nice. We were so nice
3: but ultimately when you dig down and look at it for what it is it's really dishonesty isn't it
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's not facing things it's letting letting
3: it's tolerating error yes
0: mm-hmm.
3: mm-hmm. it's the the so-called we talked started out the so-called human harmony it's the peace peace where there is no peace
0: yeah, yeah, that's that's what nice does. It, it tolerates all kinds of things, um, and and we're not tolerate tolerant. We should never be tolerant of error. Um, you so should never
6: personalize it. I got blessed. Mm-hmm. Personalizing an error. Mm-hmm. I think my ex-wife wasn't happy with her, but I couldn't see it as not parting her and her relatives, and so I was know in- don't come back to class until you can clear that up. <laughs> yeah. so you got to see, it's not a person. It's just an, something separate from them that they can be free of. Thank it's you. not an
0: easy
5: thing to get past. So.
0: No, no, I know. Mm. No, but but you you for your own to. sake. And for their sake. Mm. And because you see it as personal, then you don't want to address it. You don't want to hurt their feelings. You have a million yeah. reasons mm. to, to exist with it, to have peace, peace when there's no peace but there's a way out and it's a clear way it's a clear path god makes the way clear and when you begin to understand these truths the way gets brighter and brighter into the perfect day so then the next
3: and the second- other, and the great thing about it is the way out even though you may even though you may be drowning in it the way out is really a blessing for everybody involved everybody involved so never fear to take god's way out
0: yes even though even though it causes a big to do it will it'll cause a big to do eventually everything will calm down i mean
3: and everyone will be blessed
0: the people here shardia knows learning this lesson now because as you grow in science you know, not everybody's going to be happy. You're going to have to take stands. There are going to be um, things that go on. And this, this goes back to the sower and the seed. This is when a lot of people drop out. You know, they don't want to do this anymore because, well, my, my wife's too mad at me or something. But you have to be willing. If you want healing, you've got to be willing to keep walking. And it will adjust itself. And people will see and they will respect you for the stand you've taken. And then they will come to you for help because they'll see the strength in you as you get past all the thunderbolts that will probably occur as you go forward.
5: And Collectania, Mrs. Eddie sort of lays out all the the people and things that she had to leave behind to go, you know, move forward with her discovery. And I thought that was really interesting. You know, she, she had the <laughs> how even her family would go by in a carriage and pretend that they didn't see
0: her. Yes, absolutely. And if you're taking this path, that's going to happen. And that's when you can learn the greatest lessons. You're persecuted for righteousness' sake. People don't like you for no good reason. And that's when you've really got to bend low in, in humility. And, and keep on. And keep on. So you will be the good seed. And you will bring, bring forth fruit but this is a process and this is a process to the kingdom of heaven it's at hand but we have to demonstrate it did you want to say something just that uh it's my grandchildren who came around first yes and stopped the
2: condemnation and i'm still working on other well you yeah. know god
3: is showing me yes but i'm at peace with it yes it's okay which goes to show that the children feel the truth more easily than most adults they do and respond to it
0: they do i mean and and shardy's been able to help her grandchildren now in ways she wasn't before she took a stand um and they come to her for that and they respect her christ and all of us sitting here at the table in Plainfield have experienced this in one way or the other, <laughs> and we know that the, the one will benefit from it. How difficult it is to go through it, yes, it's it's not easy. But
1: there are a lot of people outside too have you know oh. gone through all this. Mm-hmm. I, I don't mean to be, yeah. No, no, no. I don't. Mean, I didn't mean that. I'm. I meant to say because I hear from other people. That's all. Okay
0: yes absolutely anyone who walks his path, anyone and yes anywhere any place it'll happen thank you so so anyway we just happen to know (laughs) the one um and the particulars of it (laughs) okay so go to go on with pond and purpose second the baptism of the holy ghost is the spirit of truth cleansing from all sin giving mortals new motives, new purposes, new affections, all pointing upward. This mental condition settles into strength, freedom, deep-toned faith in God, and a marked loss of faith in evil, in human wisdom, human policy, ways, and means. It develops individual capacity, increases the intellectual activities, and so quickens moral sensibility that the great demands of spiritual sense are recognized and they rebuke the material senses, holding sway over human conclusions, or excuse me, human consciousness. And it goes on, but doesn't, doesn't this describe what we're doing here now and what we're seeing and experiencing more purpose, all good things. And suddenly things start to make sense when you get past the repentance part and when the repentance is sincere, not uh, fake, but truly sincere. so it goes on, it's all beautiful, those paragraphs. But then, because we're running short on time, third, the baptism of spirit or final immersion of human consciousness in the infinite ocean of love. And mortals who are on the shores of time learn Christian science and live what they learn, take rapid transit to heaven, the hinge on which they have turned all revolution, natural, civil, or religious the former being servant to the latter, from flux to permanence, from foul to pure, from torpid to serene, from extremes to intermediate. Above the waves of Jordan, dashing against the receding shore, is heard the father and mother's welcome saying forever to the baptized of spirit, this is my beloved son. What but divine science can interpret man's eternal existence God's allness and the scientific indestructibility of the universe. It is a beautiful chapter that all of you should study. We were often told
3: to study that.
0: So now Gary's going to end with something also beautiful.
3: This is uh, from the article entitled Singleness of Vision by Elizabeth Earl Jones uh, from 1907. The story of Noah and the ark of refuge always stands out in memory as a symbol of the tender, protecting love of God in that mental habitation which ever floats above the water of of mortal sense. The description given in Genesis of the building of the ark emphasizes one point that upon close study gives us the key to successful resistance and victory over the pressing claims of evil jesus in preparing his students for their work against the seeming powers of darkness said if therefore thine eye be single thy whole body shall be full of light following the same divine guidance of the christ noah builded but one ark one window in his ark and it was above opening not upon the earth but upon the heavens noah was wide awake to the claims of evil and was prepared to meet them and keep above them until the allness of good should be manifest he knew the awful manner of its self-destruction but he also knew that his own safety and the safety of those with him lay in in contemplating only reality the works of god good The storm was fearful beyond words, but Noah saw it not. The destruction on every side was appalling, yet Noah saw only life. The suffering and dangers which might have overwhelmed and destroyed him, had he dwelt upon them or seen them as real, were not within the range of his upturned vision. He did not see the deluge. He saw only the fathomless heavens of peace and harmony because his window was open only to those things which are above. Therefore Noah and all who were with him in the ark were saved. Christian science affords an ark of refuge because its one window opens towards God, heaven, harmony, toward love. Those who abide in this ark can never be overwhelmed no matter how terrible the deluge because they never see it they are awake to the false claims of evil and watchful unto the end but they refuse to turn away even for a moment from their steadfast contemplation of god and his glorious truth they also know that the loud thunders of evil are a subtle subterfuge of the devil to tempt our gaze away from God. The light of ever-present love, the sunshine of the risen, living Christ, pours through our open window, floods all within, without, with peace and joy and calm unspeakable. The waters begin to abate, and the ark rests on Ararat, the supremacy of good does prevail, and evil, hate, envy, revenge, and destruction fade away before this steadfast vision of a new heaven and a new earth, a world regenerated." End quote.
0: Thank you all for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.